today on Commitment to Truth. If you are not willing to take ownership of your own personal sin, it is an indicator that God is not moving in you. Humble yourself so that he can move. If I'm not willing to humble myself, there's no so that. And if you're waiting for the so that to manifest in your life, it starts with humility. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. God, am I now willing to admit, listen church, that I am the cause of sin. That I'm the, not only a sinner, but I'm the cause of the problem. It's not Satan, it's not my wife, it's not my parents, it's not my husband, it's not a boss that's treating me unfairly because they can treat me unfairly, but I don't have to sin. Right? They can skip me over year after year promotions, but I don't have to sin. Someone can treat you unfairly every day of your life, but you don't have to sin. It's not they are not the cause of sin. James chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 says, What is the source or the cause of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is the source or the cause not your pleasures that wage war in your own body parts? You lust and you do not have, so you commit murder. And you're envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask with what? Wrong motives. So that you may spend what you request on your, your own pleasures. You adulteresses. Remember, that's what God also called Israel. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scriptures say to no purpose, he jealously desires a spirit who is, has made to dwell in us. But he says this, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud, but give grace to the humble. Am I willing to admit that I am the cause of sin? Am I the source, the cause of quarrels and conflicts? Now remember, he says that it wages wars in your body parts. This is what it means. It means the seed of the, your desires and your passions. So on the inside, there's this war going on in my passions, my desires, that somehow oozes out relationally or through my personal actions and decisions. Nobody's making you do it. Nobody makes me lose it with someone when they run, you know, cut in front of me on the road. No one makes someone have road rage. No one makes someone commit adultery. 
No one makes someone to be unfaithful and inconsiderate and and lose self-control. No one makes anyone, I don't care how wicked your husband may be, your husband does not make you do anything wrong. It's your personal decision. If he doesn't love you as Christ loved the church and gave his very life for you, or more specifically, if he doesn't love you like you want to be loved, because that's really the measurement. Then you lose it. We lose it when our, our little kids grow up and become monsters. You understand what I'm saying. You're not monsters, kids, you know. And just for the record, we all were the monsters. You follow me? We all did it to our parents, you know. In other words, they're changing and, and trying to figure life out and trying to become men and women. And it's confusing and it's painful and it's awkward to a, a teenager. It's awkward. It's crazy. It's different. The whole body is morphine and all that, those things. And it freaks parents out. But I didn't give a parent permission to flip out as well. When a parent doesn't understand you, doesn't give a child permission to act however they want to act. Ain't the parent's fault. Ain't the child's fault. It's my fault. But if we want God to move in our lives, move for us, we got to get to a point that we're willing to admit it immediately that it's me. It's me. If anyone outside of Jesus and the influence of his Holy Spirit, because remember he says he jealously longs to fellowship with the spirit he's placed within you. If your spirit man is, 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 is cheating on, if you will, using those words, becoming adulterous towards God, wanting something other than God, it's not God's fault. It is no one else's fault on the face of this planet. It's me. And the sooner we can admit that, church, the quicker he moves. What's the source? Me. You see, it's time to be honest that it's my lust. It's my envy, verse 2. Verse 3, it's my wrong motives. Verse 4, it's me who is a friend of the world and becoming an enemy to God. It's me. The devil ain't making me do anything. It's me. Listen, we can say all we want. Well, you know, today you got all, you know, these devices that tempt me. You know, you could just go on your phone and watch this pornography. It's just so easy. Well, you know, you could just go and watch. So, do we really think it surprised God? Technology surprised God? You really think he's going to alter the text to say, well, you know, because you now have social media, you know, now because you have, you know, Twitter and Oh, you know, can you just scratch that out, edit that from the Bible? No, he's not. 
You know, so many times we hear, oh, you know, our kids have so much, you know, that they're up against. You really think God don't know that? You really think God, listen, young people, you really don't think God still can't use a Daniel and a Shadrach and a Meshach and a Benigo who are all teenagers. You still, you still think he can't use you today? Same God. Same issue. You know what the issue is? Sin. So many times we just lower the standards and just dumb God, you know, dumb the text down. No, the text is the text, which always says you got to be willing to admit that you're wrong first and God is always right. It's my lust. It's my affection towards something in a bad sense. It is my, my lust that is coveting. It is my envy to be moved with envy, to be heated or boil over with envy. It's me. It's my motive to, to act badly or improperly. It's me that underlyingly I know really why I'm asking God for this. It's me that this is the real reason why I want God to move in my husband's heart. You know, this is really why I want God to move in my wife's heart. Not so I can honor her and, and respect her and honor him. This is really why, and that's why you're still waiting. Because a person has to get to a place in their own heart and say, God, you're enough. Even if you do not change my husband at all, I'm good. God, even if you never give me a husband, I'm good. Even if you never give me a wife, I'm good. Even if you never, ever, ever, ever change my financial condition, I'm still going to honor you and I'm still good. Because he knows why you're asking for more money. <laughs> he knows when he give you that money, all you're going to do is go on a vacation. <laughs> to the destination you want to go. And you didn't even ask his opinion about it. And matter of fact, when you go, you're going to leave the cross at home. Right? Because what God would do is set you up on a vacation and he'll was, he was set a total sinner in your life who asking all these spiritual questions, right? And you'd be like, I can't believe it. They talk too much. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I came here to get some rest. God knows everything. He knows everything about He knows. He knows what you're going to do when you get that promotion. He knows already. You can say, oh, God, yeah, please the Lord. You know, I'm going to honor you. In a... Now you're working seven days a week. Some of us went down that journey before. You understand exactly what I'm saying. We've asked the Lord, oh, God, please move, please move, please move. And it's been all about me. So God knows it before you ask it. So why don't we just come clean with God and say, you know, God, can I admit to you, I've been having wrong motives all this time. 
And matter of fact, God, can you just work in my heart? Because, you know, listen, I know that my family, we need more money. Because kids are growing up, expenses are increasing, right? And matter of fact, you've given me the privilege to live in the United States of America where gas prices, they rise and fall every single minute. God, you know this. You've allowed me to be in America. You've allowed me to have a car. You know exactly, and you know that I need more money to be able to live and navigate life. But truth be told, God, up until this point, it's been all about me. Does that sound like all bad to just come clean with God? God, it's been all about me. Because, you know, you know, every time I walk in so-and-so's house, I just lust after their house. And because I want more, and I'm not content with what you've already given me. You know, every time my friend picks me up in their car, I start lusting after their car. So, God, I'm coming clean today. So, you know what, God? I've been lusting after my friend's car, my brother's sister's in Christ's car. And you know, I've come clean today because my car right now, I don't know if it's going to start when I go outside for church. So, God, I'm coming clean. Though you already know my heart, but, but can you correct my heart? Can you help me? Understand, that's not about me. Even though I'm asking for me, it's still not about me. God, I know I need this amount of money. Listen, you could be specific with God. I know, God, you know my bills are, I'm coming up short every single month. God, can you show me where I'm missing it? Because apparently if you have not moved It's not you who does not want to move. It's me that needs to move somewhere. Oh, God, please forgive me because I've been been having some, some really bad spending patterns. There's some things I really don't need anymore. God, can you give me wisdom on how to change my spending patterns so I can know how to steward what I, you've already given me and that I don't rob you every month or week of your tithes and offerings because I'm always short. You don't... Do, do you hear what I'm trying to communicate, church? Is that he already knows our motives. Come clean. Again, especially if you are waiting for him to move in that area and he's just not moved. Come clean. Why are you going around and asking everybody else? Oh, you know, my wife, you know, my husband's not. Well, you know, my kids are not. Well, you know, my parents are. Oh, you know, my boss, I can't believe it. He always, she's always, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, oh, oh. versus humbling ourselves and saying, God, it's me. I know it's me. Because I know my heart. And you know my heart. It's my lust. It's my envy. It's my wrong motives. It's me that's caught up in the world and want the, wants the world more than I want him. Admit it. 
See, the bottom line is, is sin. And sin should never be a master of us anymore, church. Romans 6, verses 8 through 14 says this. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all time. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So you, too, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, sin has, sin as Sin is not to reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. Do not go on presenting the parts of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But present yourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead. And your parts, body parts as instruments of righteousness for God. For sin shall not be master over you. Doesn't say that you won't sin, but sin should not master over you anymore. You see, when we admit our sins and sin, this is how God responds to us. This is James chapter 4, verse, one, uh, verse 6. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He gives you his grace. But it begins with what? Humility. 1 Peter 5, 6 says this, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so that, so that, he may exalt you at the proper time. Humble yourself so that he can move. If I'm not willing to humble myself, there's no so that. And if you're waiting for the so that to manifest in your life, it starts with humility. One of the best definitions I found in the Greek of humility is this, a correct estimate of yourself. I got issues. And I need a God who corrects issues. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I sin and I need, I'm in need of his continuous Grace in my life. Not grace to continue to sin or give you a license to sin, but to get you out of it once and for all. Taking ownership of sin just affirms that God is moving in you, church. If you are not willing to take ownership of your own personal sin, it is an indicator 
that God is not moving in you. It's a clear indicator. So you can be stubborn and blame it on everybody else and try to take specks out of people's eyes today. Or you can quickly humble yourself and say, you know what, God? It's me. It's me. It's not my husband anymore. Yes, God, I would love this, this, this in him, and I admit it today, but it's not him. Oh, God, I would love this, per- this, this particular family member just to stop, but it's, it's not them anymore. It's me. It's me. Someone said this. Every day I ask myself three questions. First, have I sinned in my thoughts and actions towards others? Second, have I broken faith in any of my relationships? Third, have I tried to teach anything to others I have not fully learned and understood myself? In other words, God, help me correct me before I have the audacity to correct anybody else. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you're faithful. We're thankful, God, that you desire to move in our hearts. We're thankful, God, that you desire to move through us. We're so thankful, God, that you want to move for us. But God, at the end of the day, it begins with us. So Lord, I pray as we just plug away at this sermon series, you give us the courage to always first deal with ourselves. When in doubt, give us the courage to deal with ourselves. God, if there's an opportunity to to remove specks from someone else's eye, God, let us always stop long enough to remove the plank. God, if there's quarrels and conflicts, help us to always take the ownership and say, God, it's me. Thank you again for listening to our series, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Refreshing, It's What We Need, and what we should give. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.